Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Media Day continues here at the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament, and of course, we here at Cracked Rackets feel obliged to try and provide as much information as possible so that all of you listeners, all of you college tennis fans, can thoroughly enjoy the home stretch of this 2021 college tennis season. What we have for you on this edition of the show, another from the presser segment. You're going to hear from four more of our remaining quarterfinalist teams on this show. You're going going to hear from Texas A&M head coach Steve Denton, as well as his number one singles player, Val Vashro. You'll hear from Pepperdine head coach Per Nielsen, as well as number one singles player, Ashley Leahy. We've also got UCLA coach Stella Sampras-Webster and her number one, Abby Forbes. And then finally, you'll hear from UNC head coach Brian Calvis, his number one singles player, Sarah Davatella, as well. Of course, the reason we are able to do all of these podcasts day in, day out here at Crack Rackets is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Patreon family and of course from our friends at Midwest Sports. You know the deal by now so I'll keep it quick. MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. You'll find all of the best equipment at all of the best prices and again you use that promo code you'll let them know we sent you there as well. But with that in mind and without further ado let's get right to it again. Here's our lineup. Texas A&M men first. Then we've got the Pepperdine women, the UCLA women, and the UNC women. West off the Cliffs. Texas A&M men's tennis head coach Steve Denton and player Valentin Vachero. Oh, I've always got questions for you, coach, and congratulations to you guys on your victory. Uh, let's just start with that round of 16 match. You guys work up a big lead. You take a bunch of, I think it was all six first sets, and, you know, you take the doubles point as well. You're in a commanding position. You knew Mississippi State was going to make a push. What are you telling your guys as that push is happening? And, you know, ultimately, what do you say about their effort to get over that finish line? Well, I, I think it's just uh, expecting it. You know, it's part of this ma- these matches. As you know, Alex, um, uh, a lot of these teams are going to make a run at you, and but you have to be resilient. And you have to expect it, and you've got to raise your level in those moments when you know the other guy's getting ready to play a little bit better. Um, and always these matches invariably get complicated at the end. That elusive fourth point's not very easy to find, and... You know, we were in, in command of the match, but at the same time, there was a window there for Mississippi State to, to come back against us and make it make it very complicated. And, you know, thankfully, uh, we got through a tiebreaker there at number four, which enabled us to get over the finish line. Mm-hmm. And a question for you, Val. I, you know, watching that doubles point, I, I don't remember the exact game score, but I know there was a moment, it was a no-add point, and you turn to Pierce and you say directly, you say, hey, you're taking this return. And just in a moment like that, and I saw, again, your energy throughout that set, talk about your performance, what it meant to get that clinch for the team to take the doubles point. Uh, yeah, I mean, the adrenaline in doubles was just amazing, you know, felt felt amazing to be on court in such a great event. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we just raised our level in doubles. We started normally, and they were playing pretty good. We we're just holding serve, serving well. And, uh, you know, that game, I took the juice points all year, and it's probably the first time I, took, I, saw, I told Pierce, all right, you're taking it, and the, the ball followed, and that was great for us. And we played one more great serving game, and, and we, we clinched that doubles point, and it was great to, to get the team going. 
Mm-hmm. And again, just to have that because doubles partnerships, you know, it, it's like any relationship, right? You're touching one another, fist pumps, all of that fun stuff. Uh, talk about your relationship with Pierce, how that's developed over the season. And, you know, again, how confident you guys are in all three doubles teams now. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting to play with him at the beginning, but we tried, I think it was right before the kickoff weekend, and and uh, it worked right away. And I'd, we didn't leave each other since then. And we had some great success at line three at the beginning, then we moved up to line two. And uh, and yeah, I mean, now we can find each other really easily on court. And uh, I think that's what matters. Uh, in, uh, that's what we're trying to find in doubles team. And uh, yeah, we're just having confidence in each other. We're both great servers. And, uh, and we then, then we try to do the work at the net. And whenever we do both really well, then it's really tough to beat us. Mm-hmm. And certainly, Coach Denton, curious what you thought about your guys' energy in that doubles point. In particular, it was a rocking crowd. And uh, to have the women's team there, to have the Aggie faithful there, uh, well, your thoughts on just the energy of that opening 40 minutes? Well, you know, uh, Alex, it's a sprint, uh, <laughs> this doubles these days. And I thought our guys came out. And obviously, the key is holding serve. Um, and we did a good job of that uh, Last night, I felt like that we took care of our serves pretty well, and then when we got our opportunities, we were able to take them. We we did lose our serve a time or two at one singles, which our doubles, which hasn't hasn't been happening. But give credit to especially uh, Florian Brosca, who you know returned lights out. Uh, he did that to us last time, and we kind of expected it. But even I think it was even a higher level last night, and our guys were able to you know stay calm there and break back and. Uh, uh, but overall, you know, hold and serve on those courts is uh, especially I thought the conditions were pretty fast last night, Alex. And and I thought our guys uh, took care of their serves pretty well. And and like I said, when they got the opportunities with the energy that they they had, they were pretty excited. Uh, I thought we played a pretty good doubles point. My concern really last night was more about, you know, expending too much energy early. We we uh, had to practice several times because you didn't know when we were going to play and you know how that can go sometimes guys can over overexert themselves and then and then not have enough energy in the tank for late in the singles but we were able to you know use enough to get through that and then obviously got a great start in the singles matches mm-hmm, absolutely and again a question to both of you uh, to both of you I'll start with Val playing under the lights at night um, that's not something that happens very frequently. Did you find yourself at all struggling to adapt? And curious if you thought the conditions changed at all. Uh, not really. We actually play a lot at night over the year okay. during SEC matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably like our six or seven night matches, uh, night match of the year. And uh, I mean, I personally like it. I mean, even if it's a little bit slower, it gives me more time in my foreign to, to kind of dictate the points. Maybe yeah, maybe sir, the the serves don't go faster, but it's maybe a little bit easier to return too. So like it goes it goes both it goes both ways, and uh, I personally don't really don't really mind it. Mm-hmm. No, that forehand looked good last night, Val. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, no. Curious, same question to you, Coach. How do you prepare the guys for the changing in conditions? Well, you know, thankfully we got to come here earlier in the year when we had that terrible storm in Texas, so we were here a week. Mm-hmm. And we were playing in the daytime at that point. But uh, as Val alluded to, we, we on our Friday night SEC matches, they're always night matches. We start at 6 o'clock, so they're, they're playing in the dark uh, and getting used to the lights. Uh, we have bigger crowds uh, at night. I think it's more electric, and, and the atmosphere is really, really good. I, I wish we could figure out a way in the SNCA tournaments to play more night matches because they, they are special. 
uh, that especially in the heat, the crowd can get into it a little bit more. If you have a night football game, it's always louder than a day football game. <laughs> I know people get a little bit oiled up uh, during the day uh, for those games, but same thing applies here. I think the guy, the energy and the electricity at night was really, really good. And I, and I thought our guys saw the ball well. And as I said, I thought we served really well, which I think was the key. Mm-hmm. And now you guys have the Florida Gators, and you addressed this a little bit opening on. Uh, you know, Val, I, I know you know Duarte's game so well. Uh, we'll start with you. What's it going to take to get over the, that hump? Yeah, I mean, we know them really well. We played them twice this year. And, uh, I mean, you know, every match is different. Of course, doubles is going to be important, but last time we won doubles, but we still lost the we still lost the overall match. 4-3 was really close, and uh, you know it's just small details, small details, a few points, a few points that didn't go our way last time, and and we're going to try to get them our way uh, Thursday night. And uh, yeah, it's going to be electric. They're probably going to have a lot of fans, and I mean, I really, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to it. Mm-hmm. And same question to you, Coach, with the added context. I was there in 2018, and so was Val, and I think uh, Aguilar was as well, and maybe Hattie also. You guys have made a semifinal before as a, you know, in recent memory as a program. And, you know, again, is this team that good? What's it going to take to make that semifinal push? I think people are going to just have to come out and find out uh, on uh, <laughs> Thursday night, Alex. I mean, that's the beauty of sports. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we've played them – you know, tougher each time that we've played them. Um, you know, probably over the course of the last five or six times we've played them, it's been 4-3 uh, a lot, maybe just 5-2 at our place earlier in the year. And then, as Val said, uh, you know, we had them on the ropes uh, at SEC and let them off the hook a bit. And, uh, you know, this, this is a really good team. They're good up and down the lineup, singles and doubles. Uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're going to play here with a home crowd. And uh, our guys are going to have to step up and play, but I know that they're really excited. We have the experience. We've we've played a lot of matches this year. Uh, this team is confident, and uh, you know if we play well, you know we're gonna we have a great chance to win this match. So I don't think there's any guy on our team that doesn't think we have a shot here against them. Uh, and uh, you know our guys are just going to have to execute on the big points and that's going to be the difference in the match it's probably going to be a bit windy it looks like so whoever handles those conditions I think is going to is going to end up winning the match awesome well as I know no one beats the Texas A&M Aggies three times in one season so of course can, uh, good luck to you both and congratulations on the victory you you've probably heard that story uh I think it was Vetus Gerolitis that said <laughs> uh that Borg had beaten him 17 times in a row and he said you know no one beats Vetus 18 times in a row. So, uh, you know, uh, the uh, tennis is an interesting game. And as, you, as Val said, and you know, there's, there's matchups in this. There's, you know, big points in every match is completely different. Uh, the conditions are different. And so, you know, we'll see who handles it best on, on Thursday night. Absolutely. Looking forward to it both. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Pepperdine women's tennis head coach Per Nielsen and player Ashley Leahy. 
Thank you, Daniel, and thank you for everything you've done today. Uh, hello to you both. I, I want to start with a question for you, Coach. And, you know, we've talked a little bit, I suppose, off mic, but, you know, there was a, a healthy celebration from your team after they uh, clinched the win yesterday. And I'm curious for you, is that the best match your team has played all season? No, I don't think so. But um, the last week of combination of practice and and competing has probably been the best of the season uh the match against michigan i thought our energy was really good um and the fight was really good but i think that we were sloppy at some moments of the match that uh you know gave michigan some chances in some sets and uh you know you have to be careful of that because it could swing really quick in a college match so no it wasn't the best match we'd played but we're we're heading in the right direction for sure and Ashley, you shook your head immediately when I asked the question, your reaction to it as well. Um, I think that was a great match. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe I was more reacting to, like, is that the best match, like, you can play? I, I mean, I, I was only on my court. Um, <laughs> sure. And I think I, I, played, I played well, but I'm, I'm ready for us to do uh, even better, come out with an even more uh, fight and, and drive. Um, I think it was still a tough match, and I think that Michigan uh, gave us a great battle, but I still think like we've got more to more in the box to show. Mm-hmm. And for you, Ashley, to be back in the quarterfinals, again, it's your final go-round to have UCLA be your quarterfinal opponent. Uh, what does the stage mean to you? What has it meant to you just to be competing in Orlando and, you know, again, finally healthy here down the home stretch of your college career? Oh, it's awesome. I'm I'm just excited, like you said. I, I had I battled a couple injuries in the beginning of this semester, and then also kind of struggled with the same thing that everybody was struggling with, with just not really having the opportunity to compete for the last year. Um, that uh, coming back in the beginning, I really just wasn't feeling my game. I wasn't feeling like myself on court, like the tough competitor that I know that I am. And so now to be feeling a lot more like myself and and kind of trusting that I can win in the big moments and and that confidence coming back and just like the movement and the feel of the of the game and like being able to now show it off in, in a big moment where efforts are being made to like have a crowd here and to like still host this tournament I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to finish like this mm-hmm. and I know for you yesterday a non-tennis question a little graduation ceremony for you and Jess I'm curious uh you know how fun was it to get to experience that to have you know again to be graduated now from Pepperdine after five-year commitment to the school yeah that was such a surprise we actually had no idea that that was going to go on and that just shows the how incredible Pepperdine is and I mean to have them plan that for us it was Jolene um, and Jim Gash the president of of, uh, Pepperdine who who organized that for us and the fact that they're here supporting us and they're going to go to as many championships as they can and just like really show that they don't care just about the big things they care about the little things they care about their athletes they care about their students they care about the day-to-day life and um, I think that's what makes our school incredibly special and I think that's what makes us want to fight for it so hard and why we've been able to do so much, even with being a smaller school and maybe one that's not typically what you would think of when you think of a powerhouse, you know, um, big, normal, like, legacy school. 
Mm-hmm. No, I, there are certainly worse things than spending five years in Malibu, I imagine. So uh, that had to be fun. My final question is to you, Coach. Uh, two days off in between matches is not the typical format here at the NCAAs. What do you do with your team to you know, stay relaxed but ultimately, of course, stay focused to prepare for the battle that is UCLA? Uh, we eat a lot. <laughs> we, uh, we feed the team. Um, you know, we've watched some video, uh, quite a bit of video of, um, of the matches, uh, with UCLA the last couple of days. And, and then we just got to come, you know, we got to be prepared. We got to have the right shorts on. We got to have chewing gum, um, <laughs> make big decisions on going bucket hat or a regular hat. If Ash is going to remember her shoes, you know, she warmed up in what my volunteer assistant coach's shoes for the Michigan match. Um, those little things is what it's going to come down to. And we've had two days to prepare. Pete, I don't think he's picked his jacket yet, but we'll see what he does. It's <laughs> uh, good to hear. Now that it, just a context clue, what is this air fryer, Ash? Tell me more about this. Uh, I lived with Carl back in, uh, in Malibu, <laughs> and I went through this phase in the beginning of the semester where I just like bought a bunch of appliances because I was only in one class, so I had a lot of free time, and I got really into <laughs> cooking for like three weeks. And then I just went back to my Trader Joe's microwavable foods after I sliced my hand open. But <laughs> they all used the, the appliances. How dare you take the appliance that actually belongs to you? Yeah, awesome. Well, again, thank you to you both for taking the time, and good luck, obviously, in your match tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Alex. UCLA women's tennis head coach Stella Sampras-Webster and player Abby Forbes. Thank you, Daniel, uh, and congrats to both of you uh, on the round of 16 victory. I want to start with you, Abby. I know you weren't able to finish your double set yesterday, but I'm just curious. A, have you ever seen Jada Hart frown? Because I don't think I ever have. And just B, again, that energy from your uh, senior leader, what that does for the rest of the team. I will say, yes, I have seen her frown. She is human, but she doesn't frown often, and she doesn't have a reason to. She is a fantastic leader. She's a fantastic person. Everything that you see from her mic'd up on Jada Hearts to her amazing tennis, her amazing competitive strength, just everything that she does, everything that she stands for is just beautiful. And I'm super honored to have her as a mentor and a leader on this team. And I'm very fortunate to have been able to play doubles with her for the majority of this season. I've learned a lot from her. And that doubles match was probably one of the most fun doubles matches that I've ever played. And, you know, it's my first match at all at an NCAA tournament, at a championship for uh, UCLA in a college atmosphere. I had never experienced anything like that before. And Jada, as the veteran who's been here so many times, really led me through that, helped me work through my nerves. And she's just honestly an inspiration to every one of us on the team. I hear they're considering renaming it just the Jada Hart event at this point. But uh, to to that point, I apologize, Coach. It's always tough to talk about someone sitting right next to you. But to Abby's point, this is her first NCAA event. And her and Jada up 5-3 on an incredible duo in Vicky and Kenya. And for Abby to get a 3-1 victory over a top 10 player in the country in Kenya Jones. Just talk about the composure and, again, the level you've seen from her throughout this season. 
Yeah, I mean, Abby is a competitor, like she said, and she's going to go out there and fight and compete for every every point. And I think that's that's her biggest strength. I mean, no one wants to play her. I wouldn't want to play against Abby because you're going to have to work for every point. And her competitive spirit is just awesome to watch. I mean, she you could just tell that she loves to compete. She loves to play. And in this atmosphere, I think she thrives. She really thrives and wants to win so bad for the team. And she's done it all year. She's had some amazing results. And playing number one as a freshman for us is not easy because every match is tough. She really doesn't get a break. So we're really proud of her. And, you know, like I said, being able to do what she did this year as a freshman and go through so much uh, adversity um, and with the results that she's, she's had, I mean, it's amazing. She's a special person, special player. We're very, very proud of her. And, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, can't say enough about her. She's just, she's just great. Yeah, awesome. And I'm, I'm curious for you, Coach, you know, you go with Vanessa and Annette. Uh, yesterday at five and six that's you know not the lineup you've played you guys have mixed up the lineups a little bit uh, all season long curious why that's what you went with on this occasion and if we should expect this one to be moving forward you know we're looking at every match and we're looking that's the great thing about uh, this team we've got nine players so we've got choices we've got you know options and so I think as a coaching staff we we go with our gut we go with who we think is is gonna get out there and and be able to perform and have success and um, that's what we're going to do all tournament and that's what we told the team is that we're going to do what's best for the team and um, we make decisions based on that and you know we reevaluate every match and and then we make more decisions and move forward so that's kind of our philosophy and it's what we've been doing all year. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, my final question for you, Coach, and for Jada as well: uh, to see Alicia get the clinch to get the win, she struggled with injuries uh, obviously all season long. What does that mean for you guys to have her clicking on all cylinders moving forward? You're talking about Alicia. Uh, yeah, for Alicia to get, the, she got the win yesterday. Yes, yes. okay. Or two days ago. Yes. yes. Oh, it's so great. I was really so happy for her because I think it just builds her confidence because she has had a tough year with injuries and you know she's such a great player and it was great for her to to be the clincher and feel so great about herself and her tennis is getting better and better every match so it was really great for us and great for the team great for her all around because I think it just like I said gives her a lot a lot of confidence um and like I said it's just gotten better and better every match. So it was it was great and, and super, super proud of her for for dealing with what she had to deal with and be able to come out and perform at a high level uh, in, you know, at the NCAAs. And that's all you want in a player is just to be able to um, to respond, respond to just the moment and be able to play play at that high level and win that match. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'll just throw in one bonus one. Abby, you got the NCAA crowd for the first time. You had fans in attendance. How did you enjoy that energy? What were your thoughts? I honestly loved it. Growing up, that was the most the thing I was the most excited about coming to college is playing in front of a crowd, playing in front of fans that are cheering for you, not only for you, but for your teammates, for the whole institution, just the whole Bruin Nation backing us is so nice to have, especially when, you know, you're fighting so hard and, you know, I've been out there in on deuce points and 
I'll win the point just because the fans were cheering for me and getting me ready for those big moments that, you know, I haven't been in before since, of course, this is my first time playing. So playing Georgia Tech and having that first experience with that was amazing and indescribable. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you both. It's always a pleasure watching the Bruins compete, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. you. UNC women's tennis head coach Brian Calvas and player Sarah Davatilla. Congratulations to both of you on the first round of 16 victories. Sarah, I want to start with you. I think you went down an early break to Haley in that first set of singles, and then I think you were either the first or the second one finished uh, in your singles match yesterday. Curious what you did to flip the script in that one. Um, I mean, I think my match yesterday, it was the first one I played outside under the lights in a while, and that's something that I've talked with coach about um, that I haven't had much experience in. So just getting that practice in this week, playing under the lights was really important for me. And then just going to that match, I've never played Haley and she's an extremely great player. And um, it was fun playing someone that I, you know, I haven't, haven't played before. So that was, that was a lot of fun and um, getting down, um, well, whatever, getting, getting, getting that first set. I saw um, everyone was really competing hard out there, looking across the board. And I just really just got down focused um, and really kind of turned, turned it on. Um, I saw a coach going over, co- came over to me and gave me a couple points. Um, and that really helped me just kind of focus and um, get, that first, get that first set done um, and get on, the, get on the board for the team. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that focus, and again, another question for Sarah, because Coach Calvis, I feel like we've talked enough. Um, but just in, in terms of, you know, again, I, I say this lovingly, I don't think I've ever seen you frown on a court. And certainly it's easy to be happy when you're having a bunch of success. But I'm just curious, what sort of energy are you trying to set? What sort of tone at the top of your lineup for the rest of your teammates? Um, well, this this uh, season, we've talked a lot about body language and just how whether it's good or bad, how it rubs off on your teammates. So I really try to um, always bring positive body language no matter how I'm doing um, just to help the team in whatever way I can um, and just I mean really this has been the most fun uh, season for me just because obviously I didn't know if I was going to get that and I've really just tried to enjoy every moment whether it was good or bad um, and having fun and just being present uh, with my team so I think bringing that uh, positive mentality and just having fun rubs off and takes some pressure off of everyone especially in the big moments. Mm-hmm. And to Coach Kelvis, on that note, uh, how, how, have you been able to do that at all? I'm sure it's you know much more stressful as a head coach managing the program, but have you been able to enjoy the moment? Certainly, 47 match win streaks, whatever it is now, they don't come by every off, you know every so often. So, uh, curious, have you been able to enjoy the moment at all? Yeah, we talk about it, trying to enjoy the process and uh, trust the process, and you know it's um, this group. It's been so much fun. I mean, it, I know we have a lot of teams. We have. I mean, a lot of players, and we're trying to keep everybody happy. But um, you know, uh, this team's extremely competitive. They, they, as Sarah said, they, they really uh, are very grateful for the opportunity to come come back for the super seniors. But even the freshmen, they, you know, they didn't even know for them to kind of be around, the, you know, the super seniors and the other team members in this kind of environment has been really special. And to see everybody kind of get along so well has has really been enjoyable for me as as one of the coaching staff members. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to the both of you and good luck the rest of the way. 
Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed another From the Presser segment here on the Cracked Interviews podcast. A huge thank you once again to Texas A&M, Pepperdine, UCLA, UNC for making those coaches and players available. Obviously, always a pleasure to get to chat with all of them. And of course, if you missed any of our earlier segments, you can find them all both here on your Cracked Interviews feed as well as on our website, CrackedRackets.com. I did this on the last podcast, need to emphasize it, a huge huge, gargantuan, like my butt after not working out these past three days at the NCAA tournament size. Thank you to Daniel Pizer, head of communications at the USTA, or head of at least communications for this NCAA event. He has been so accommodating. Oh, sincerely, I've pestered him with texts all day long. He's always immediately responded, and he did an excellent job of setting up all of these interviews, setting up these Zoom sessions. They all went down seamlessly, and so again, a huge thank you to him for granting us this sort of access. It's exactly the sort of platform college tennis needs. We all know how good the product can be. The key is getting the names, getting the voices out there so that more people can be engaged with the sport. More people will feel uh, obliged to follow it week in, week out throughout the regular season moving forward. So again, a shout out to Daniel, shout out to the USTA and CAA communications teams for helping to make all of these interviews possible. Again, if you've missed any of our content, any of our conversations, either with these coaches or players or recapping the men's of women's rounds of 16s, you can find them all on our website, crackrackets.com. You need the more immediate updates throughout the day, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. I'll be tweeting throughout the day uh, while I'm here in Orlando from at Great Shot Pod. A shout out as always to the very best super producer in the business, Daniel stuff for the of an editing job he does day in day out a shout out as well to our friends at midwest sports remember go to midwestsports.com use that promo code cr15 to get 15 percent off your order free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding 75 dollars and best of all a free can of wilson extra duty tennis balls again mini breaks coming later in the day we apologize for the delay we will have men's and women's round of 16 recaps i will do my best to preview all of the women's quarterfinals on wednesday as well do that for thursday's men's matches and then look matt the crack gets here wednesday night i promise me him chris we're going the rest of this tournament every night so be on the lookout for those podcasts and all of our content again on our website crackrackets.com but with all that said for our wonderful teams, Texas A&M, Pepperdine, UCLA, and UNC. For our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff. For our friends at Midwest Sports. And from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>